You are listening to the Golden Voice Podcast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. We're here for the fourth episode of our podcast. That's right, four times doing it right here. And a big thank you goes to you for checking out our first three episodes during our launch month. And if you're new to the Golden Voice Podcast, thank you for giving us a little bit of your time, and I hope you check out our previous episodes featuring Sleigh Bells, Cam Girl, and Uffy. Now, you already know I'm going to check back in with you during the outro, but I want to jump right into this week's conversation, okay? Because today, we have a guest that I had a pleasure of speaking to, not only because they had great stories to share, but because I got a chance to learn about her music for the first time and go through the rabbit hole of becoming a fan and finding my own personal favorite songs from her past releases as well. To give you some more insight, this guest caught the industry by storm with her breakout single and video Bestie and has collaborated with artists such as Flostradamus and Run the Jewels, just to name a few. Also, you can catch this guest single Running with Scissors from her latest LP, Anarchy, in season two of Lock and Key on Netflix. And if that wasn't enough, this guest announced an exciting winter tour where she will not only travel to the UK, but make a stop at the iconic Golden Voice venue, The Roxy, as well on December 6, 2021. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's a self-proclaimed punk Lady Gaga with hip-hop 808s and glitter everywhere. Sizzy Rocket. And during the spring of this year, I had a chance to speak with Sizzy about her memories growing up in Vegas, her journey into creating and performing music, and even being featured on America's Got Talent back in the day. The impact of Bestie on her career, evolving her image and sound with her latest album, Anarchy, and what's to come with her new music as well. On that note, let's get this conversation started. Sizzy Rocket, if you don't mind, please take it away and tell us about where you grew up at. Um, so I grew up in Las Vegas. Um, I always kind of like hated that while it was happening because Vegas is like super like suburban, like, like I felt very isolated. I kind of stayed in my room and like read books and wrote in my journal. And I was like high school valedictorian, like super band kid, like nerd. Um, but, uh, always was performing like I feel like I had this second secret life almost um because I didn't tell anyone at school but on the weekends I would like perform at the outlet malls in this like kids group called putting on the kids Mm. (laughs) um so we would like we would like put this whole show together on like a Saturday and then on Sunday we would just like go to the mall and I would do like Britney Spears choreography and it was like that's kind of how I got my start, I guess. Amazing. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta ask now. This is so so random, but did you ever audition for like any of like the talent shows or TV series, like American Idol or you know You Can Sing or what, all those type of talent shows, whatever that happened throughout throughout? Have you ever done something like that before? <laughs> I feel like you did. You really did your research because the answer is yes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was on America's Got Talent in high school, actually. Um, and I, <laughs> I got pretty far. I got to like the semifinals, oh, wow. um, but, uh, yeah, I did, jo- uh, burning up by the Jonas brothers, like a piano, like a piano version. I think this is on YouTube still. 
um and uh and poker face lady gaga so crazy moment in my life yeah and and i'm curious to know too you know like what types of music were you personally into at this time like what was that first album or or, or mixed cd or whatever that you remember like experiencing and really kind of changing changing your mind and just your outlook on music well i feel like pop music hit me really early like I'm a 90s baby, so the first song I ever remember hearing is Mbop by Hanson. Mm, okay. Classic, um, classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. And I had it on a cassette tape, and I would just play it like over and over and over and over and over. Um, and then I had this like second hit, I guess. Um, when I was like 11 or 12, I heard Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Um, and I had never like heard anything like that like like you know like screeching guitars and like this kick drum that just like comes in and kind of just like literally hits you it was a very like visceral experience discovering rock and roll um so um so that was like the first like major like wow that I had. So I'm kind of curious to know too, sticking to that, you know, where was there, what was the standout moment in your life that made you want to start creating music and knowing that like, I know you have a background, but like, when was that moment? Like, okay, this is like where I want to start becoming Sizzy Rocket. I want to start going in this direction of just releasing my own albums, my own singles, et cetera. When did that start for you? I think that started when I was 17. Um, this is post America's Got Talent. <laughs> Um, um, but I read this book actually called Please Kill Me. Um, and it's an, it's a, it's like a history of punk told by, uh, it's like cut and pasted interviews to put in chronological order, um, to like tell the story of, of the punk movement. Um, and when I read that book, I, I feel like something in me was like awakened, um, cause I, I hadn't even heard the music yet. I hadn't heard like Iggy Pop and and television and Blondie and, and Black Flag and punk bands. But I, I like by reading the words, I knew that, um, I was fucking punk. Mm. (laughs) Um, so then I, so then I discovered the music. I literally went to a record store and just like bought every Iggy pop vinyl that was there and, um, came home and just played through them all. And I was just like, this is what I want to be. Um, so, so yeah, that was, that was kind of the moment. And then I moved to New York and just, you know, uh, started going to NYU, but also was just like, I want to play shows. Like I want to rock out on stage in the Lower East Side, like the punks. Like I, I want to do this for real. Amazing. So is this also the time where I would imagine that you started like creating your first batch of songs that would you know, become like your your first like maybe official like EP release or, or, or something that you would put online and start sharing with people? Yes, this is the same time. Um, I'm in the studio with producers. I'm really into heavy guitars. I make a mixtape. It's called 30,000 Feet. Um, and I think we released it via Media Fire. Oh, nice. Like a classic. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> like it was just a link and I and I handmade the artwork with like Sharpies and glitter. Um, and yeah, I was just playing those songs. I think there were like eight songs and booking my own shows and just like out in the New York scene. Um, and yeah, that was such a that was such an amazing time in my career because I feel like that rawness 
that I found is is still like very palpable in my music. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I love yeah. hearing that. Yeah, media fire, man. That's a that's a throwback. <laughs> like you know, yeah, man. That's that's that was Spotify before all that Spotify for for me and yeah. my life. Give me the link to media fire. Wait a minute. It says that it, <laughs> there's a virus on it. Well, let me go ahead and bypass that real quick and let me download this this latest uh, whatever album that I'm trying to get off media fire. It was an amazing time. So I'm kind of curious. To know, I'm curious to know now, like you know, you 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 wrote and you created you know bestie and and you know and i'm just curious to know when you make a song like bestie which was this big (laughs) breakout record is it one of those things like did you ever imagine that one that people would 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 take to it the way that people took to it and then two when when that record started taking off was it like was it like oh shit i got this record and now people are going to see me as the bestie singer or is it kind of like oh cool people see me as a bestie singer this is really awesome I mean I love that question um so yeah I guess I guess the story is that I was you know playing shows releasing music on media fire and then um found an indie label in 2016 that wanted to put out my first record and so I wrote bestie and chose it as the first single sort of hoping that people would have a reaction to it Um, because I think I understood even really early in my career that you sort of have to like reach through the screen and just like tap people, you know, and, and be like, hello, like (laughs) I'm like, I'm here, or at least, you know, I wanted to have that sort of presence. So I knew that Bestie was going to get a reaction, but I didn't think it would be these like dope 16 year old punk girls who were like, we're queer and like, thank you for like, you know, sort of validating our experience. Um, So I just thought that was like the biggest like blessing in my career ever Um, was just sort of like tapping into my audience right away. Um, So kind of unexpected in that way, but I knew that it would, you know, ruffle some feathers. I mean, I, I watched the video and I, I was like, okay, I can definitely see the appeal, the, the catchiness of it and why it just would, would catch fire the way that it did. And just even without the video, just the lyrical content as well. You know, I think that the the way that you do it, you I think you mentioned in a prior interview before, you know, when you when the song came out, it was around that, you know, I guess the Katy Perry type of era in the sense of like how pop music was sounding. So it, it, it kind of it had elements of that one that it could appeal towards like a more like a, a radio audience. But then also, too, when you think about the lyrical content of it and just your performance on it, it definitely has like yeah it has those punk elements to it. it has those just like that that um attitude in a sense of like you know just just so how you're presenting you know your 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 vocal performances on there i have something I, something i really took away from it but i kind of stick into that also it's just like was it was it like you know as you were connecting with the audience did you feel like with that song like that like this might be the song that people see me as and even as i try to do other types of music still people might only see me as this type of artist was that kind of like a little fear or concern for you or was or did that ever cross your mind? I mean, absolutely, yes. Um, and I think I was kind of stuck with that curse for a second after um, after that song came out. I mean, that was, uh, I think Drake actually has a quote. This isn't the exact verbatim quote, but it's something like, if I'm doing the same finale on every tour, then I know that like I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Like I'm not beating my like best record, you know, and Bessie was (laughs) the finale on my tour. 
for a second. And I, but, but I feel like I needed that time to like develop as an artist and figure out like what else I had to say um, and, and how I could sort of um, balance this like immediate, like shock reaction with like actual substance beyond that. Um, so I feel like it, it took me a second to really figure that out. And I've only recently tapped into like that substance, that message that like what I'm really about. Amazing. I, I like hearing that. I guess now when you think about Bestie now, I mean, a, a, of course, everything is still on pause at the moment of this recording for for due to the virus and stuff like that. But however, once you get back on that road again, and we'll get into your live performances, but once you get back on that road, is Bestie going to be like still tucked away and then encore at least? I want to say no, because be, only because I, I mean, you haven't heard the new shit, but like, I'm going to re my, my saying to myself right now is reemerge with the world. Like mm. I'm going to reemerge as a completely brand new fucking artist. Like it's really exciting to me. And my new shit just blows Bestie out of the water. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I like hearing <laughs> like, it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it does. And my new show is going to be crazy. So crazier than bestie could ever imagine but i love that song and it and it has like a special place in my heart and in my career and like who knows maybe if the encore is like loud enough let's say let's say that <laughs> okay 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 i love that though. i love it i love that hell yeah and yeah. then you know also you had a chance in 2015 to work with floss Radamus and run the jewels yes. on the song Don't Trip. I'm just curious about how that collaboration came about over here at Golden Voice. We're big fans of Run the Jewels. Definitely love Flosh Radamus. So just, just curious to know how that came about. Yes, huge Run the Jewels fan as well. Um, so I'm also a songwriter. I feel like that part of my career has sort of been on hold for a second because I'm you know, only focusing on, on my shit at the moment. But... Um, uh, early in my career, I was doing a lot of writing sessions for other artists and I, and I was put in, um, with Mad Decent, uh, which is a, a Diplo's record label that Flostradamus was signed to. Um, and they just put me in the studio with like a folder of tracks and they were like, pick your favorite ones and like, write whatever you want. So, um, I picked the don't trip, uh, track out of a folder and I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I got to say some shit and just went in there and sort of like freestyled my parts. And then um, a couple months later, they called me and they were like, whoa, we love this one. And also Run the Jewels is getting on it because they love it. And I was just like, what? Wow. Like, mind blown. Um, so that was like a really cool moment hell for yeah sure. absolutely no yeah when i saw that i was like whoa this is this is crazy how come i never heard of this this again this is the reason why i love just the discovery part <laughs> of it right doing my research it's like oh shit this i gotta hear this record too so i was up all night just jamming so i, I love yes. listening to that record and, and i'm curious to know now thinking in 2017 of february you know you went on tour with uh with the band uh kitten um for for support for for them on their tour and you performed yes. at one of our golden voice venues um um at the at the roxy there at this time you your career what did that show and just performing at that venue mean to you I mean first of all I have to say the live show part of me like is is everything like that is the reason why I make music is so that I can perform it you know um like so so to play 
the Roxy. Like I just remember at the time, I think I had just moved to LA too. And that was like my first like show, like real venue, real show. Um, yeah. So, so it was, it was really special and I love Kitten so much. That was, uh, Chloe was the first person to ever like take me on tour. So she means so much to me and that show meant so much to me. And I don't know, um, if other people feel this, but in like classic venues, like the Roxy, like every time someone plays a show in a venue, like the energy just stays in there and you can really feel like the, the legendary rock and roll energy in that venue. Such a moment for me. Yeah, no, man. It's truly an iconic venue. Like, you know, when I first got brought on to, to GV and, and you know, it's so weird. Like I was living in Illinois. I didn't realize that, you know, the Roxy was in our umbrella initially. And then, you know, when I started doing my research uh, just about just the history of, of our organization, and I didn't realize that I got introduced to the Roxy through Linkin Park and Jay-Z's uh, Collision Course, you know, project that they did back in 2004. And that was my first time ever. I didn't, as a, just as a fan living in Illinois at that time, I didn't connect to me that that was a venue in LA. I just knew that was a venue that looked amazing with that performance. Great video you should check on YouTube if you ever get a chance. It's just a lot of energy in that one, just seeing just Chester and, and, and Mike Shinoda and Jay-Z just all together. So just think about what you're just saying about how the energy doesn't leave that place i'm thinking about that performance and just like how the fans were soaking wet this is before like everyone was on their cell phones heavy with their iphones this is just like people were into it it was it was really dope so i can only imagine just for your shows and just you kind of stepping into that venue for the first time man that, that had to be ph phenomenal do you remember that set list by any chance what, what that was looking like at that time yeah i remember uh my song dope was on it like i i was I was in between albums and, and experimenting a lot with my sound. So it was like the Mulholland EP songs, I think, or maybe not even, but it was like dope and the thrills stuff definitely ended the set with bestie, like a thousand percent. No, but that set ended with bestie. And I used to do this thing where I would like put like a water bottle at the front near my microphone and then pour the whole bottle of water over my head at the very end of bestie um so yeah definitely did that um sound guy probably wasn't very happy with me but <laughs> that's okay <sighs> you know now when you think about your sound and, and you know you talked a little bit about your evolution there and just as a person like me getting introduced to your music and just listening to the progression all at once in like a binge listening session you know i'm seeing just the evolution from thrills to girl to anarchy i feel like each one of your opening songs of both of those albums you know really touched on like a little bit of just you introducing yourself and really taking that first song to kind of really let people know like what they're stepping into i think about like bad kids on thrills and how that was a good introduction to to your sound and just who you were then and then girl with you know your opening record there with uh actually girl being the opening song it just it feels more vulnerable and just now you're stripping away some of the things that were part of thrills and then you come with anarchy and then just like a one-two punch so i'm just curious that's my interpretation of it but from you what do you want your fans to take away from your evolution as an artist through all three of those albums Wow, that is an incredible interpretation. I'm so happy that that's what you got because that's what it like felt like in my life, I feel. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think I want them to know that it's ongoing. <laughs> you know, like when I was, uh, I think early in my career, I, I sort of thought that it was going to feel like 
oh, like I made it, no exclamation point. But I'm learning very quickly, and especially through this anarchy era and it being over now and already on to the next thing, which is coming soon. Um, I, I, I learned that it's always going to feel like starting over and being like, you know, what is it now? You know, I, I think I'm the type of artist that is going to just be always evolving and, um, yeah, happy to just have fans like along for that ride. Cause it, cause it's uh, it's gonna get chaotic. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, but you seem to do very well yeah. in the chaos. Definitely, I feel like that's the thing I got away <laughs> coming coming away from from anarchy. Is like you do very well in the chaos. You, it's like a, it's like, well, you know. I want to say control chaos, but it's just like, it's like, but it's just like, you just know how to navigate. Like you created the storm and like, you know exactly where you want to take this. As you mentioned, the anarchy era is coming to an end. When you think about the era, you know, what song or songs, you know, mean the most to you from that era? I mean, that's asking me to choose my favorite baby, but, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I want to say smells like sex because it was, uh, the first time that I feel like as I was writing it, I sort of tapped into this, like, uh, this, this like rock star confidence mm, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I was like in search of when I wrote that bitch. And like, I mean, that whole album is sort of like me, like, uh, grappling with this new confidence that I've found, I guess, um, in my, you know, making my records and doing my thing. But yeah, Smells Like Sex, I was like, oh, I like got this. Like this is like, you know, it brought me to that next level of just like um, believing in myself and being able to like go deep within myself. Yeah, I, I definitely can sense that as well. Just so I get, I'm, I really pick up on your vocal performance and maybe it must be that background that you have from those talent competitions. I pick up on those vocal <laughs> performances of yours. So it's just like, I can definitely, just the way you were delivering your lyrics on that one, it's just like, I and it's just the production too on it. It's just like, I can definitely yeah. sense it. Like, you know, you're talking your shit, but it's like in a good, like, yes, like, yeah, like this is who I am. And like, you're really, you're, you're really giving it up. So I think that's, that's really, I think that's, that's dope. And now the more you talk about this new music, I get more excited to see what's to come from here. So I guess that, that's the, that's the next question I have for you. You know, what's next for you in 2021 for 2022? Like, you know, what's next coming down the pipeline for, for Sizzy Rocket? <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I'm literally shaking a little bit right now. Um, so uh, I have, I'm not going to say, I can't say what it is yet because a lot of what I do is about like that element of surprise and like mania, you know? Um, but I will say I'm working on obviously my next album, but there's going to be a lot more music before that. Oh my goodness. And I'm so excited to be able to to hear it and experience it and just grow more with your music. I mean, Sissy, everything that I've got a chance to encounter has just been truly phenomenal. I guess the last question I have for you now is just a fun one here. It is just, if you had a choice between two movies to watch on a Friday night, would it be Mulholland Drive or Mulholland Falls? Which, which one would it be? 
Definitely Mulholland Drive. I watched that on New Year's. There we go. All right. I, I had to ask. Okay. All right. Mission mission complete on that one. No, no. Sissy, it's been truly a phenomenal time speaking with you and getting to know you and really just learning more about you. I've, there's so much, you know, in your music that I've taken away from just, and just again, seeing that growth is something that I like seeing an artist the most. So like coming on and just becoming a fan of your sound now and just your music and everything that you're doing. I'm so excited to see what you do next and definitely keep this tapped in here at Going Over because we would love to hear more from you and definitely when that new project comes out if you want to come back on here we would love to speak to you again and chop it up because this is something that you know we love celebrating is just the growth of artists and just new music so definitely Sizzy you know appreciate you and just definitely looking forward to what you do next absolutely yes thank you so much I really enjoyed this convo and I can't wait to rock out with you live uh, almost there let's go <laughs> so thank you so much most definitely i'm feeling that energy from sizzy rocket man that was such a dope conversation with sizzy and you know one of my favorite parts coming from that interview was just hearing her how she got her start you know through america's got talent from that you know the the putting on the kids you know putting on the shows and stuff like that and just how she started out one way with her music but then over years just evolved with her sound and just with her identity and just everything that she's doing right now it is really super dope so that is just phenomenal see the growth and evolution of Sizzy and of course you could tap in with Sizzy Rocket through social media because she is on Instagram Twitter and Facebook just hit up Sizzy Rocket that is at Sizzy Rocket on all those platforms but also let's not forget about the website that Sizzy Rocket has and if you just go to SizzyRocket.com that's SizzyRocket.com you'll be able to find all the information about where to find her social media profiles as well as her music on Apple and Spotify and where to purchase tickets for her upcoming tour that she has all right because that tour that she's getting ready to go on which is the Too Young to Die tour coming this winter 2021 she has some awesome dates over there she'll be over there in the uk like i said that's gonna be super awesome kicking off that tour over there on the 17th of november but as i said on december 6th she is coming to the roxy in la I gotta check this out. So, so I plan on being there to experience Sizzy Rocket live. I mean, I gotta feel that energy as she talks about just her music is meant to be played live. She's meant for that live performance. So I gotta see it. So will you be there? I hope you are because Sizzy Rocket will be in LA at the Roxy at the historic Golden Voice venue. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm ready to feel that energy. So definitely you gotta go check it out. So if you go to SizzyRocket.com, you'll be able to find out information about how to buy tickets for all the stops on her tour, as well as the Roxy date on the 6th of December for the Sizzy Rocket Too Young to Die Tour. And of course, as I said before, if you go through her website, you'll get links to be able to check out her music on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the other major music platforms as well, because Sizzy Rocket has an amazing back catalog. I'm really loving Anarchy, you know, just that LP that she released back in 2020. And my favorite song off that one is Spill My Guts. I just love the way that that sounds. The production on it is really dope overall. And I'm kind of curious to know too, what's 
your favorite Sizzy Rocket song. So how about this? And that five-star review that you leave on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts or wherever that they have a review system or a rating system, let us know what you think. Well, let us know what is your favorite Sizzy Rocket song because I would love to know. And if they don't have a rating or a comment system for you to give us that insight, go ahead and hit us up on social media at Golden Voice. That's Golden Voice on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because we would love to know what is your favorite Sizzy Rocket song. And again, I just can't say it enough, Sizzy Rocket, I'm so excited about what you got coming up. I'm looking forward to that new music. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you perform at the Roxy, okay? And I'm looking forward to hearing about the Avengers and all the excitement that's going to be this tour because it's been a long time and I know an artist like yourself, you're just dying to get on that road. So Sizzy, keep doing your thing. I'm really excited to see what you have coming next. And here we are once again, before I close things out, I'm gonna check in with you, okay? Like I said before, and there's so much still happening. We are now in the month of November. We made it through October, and now we are here for November, and things do not slow down for November either, because we just announced a super dope show called Brownies and Lemonade that's gonna happen on the 24th of November. That is gonna be super dope. And if you wanna get information about that one, you're gonna have to visit goldenvoice.com. That's goldenvoice.com voice.com to find out all the details the latest information about that event as well as purchase passes for that one too and of course if you follow us on social media that is golden voice on facebook instagram and twitter you'll be able to find out all the latest information about what we got going on as well okay because there's still so much happening for the month of november and uh you know we don't we don't like to slow down i like to say that all the time because it's the truth we don't like to slow down with these shows we keep on coming with them so please tap in with us and check in with us on there all right and of course, if you want to stay in tune with us, you can always catch up with the Golden Voice podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, on whatever other major podcast player or platform that you use. And if that platform or player has a five-star rating system, go ahead and leave us that five-star rating because we would love to know it, love to see it. And of course, it goes without saying, a big shout out to our podcast team. That's our executive producers, Amanda and Rhea. That's our marketing team, Lindsay, Kristen, Moppy, and Maddie. That's our artwork and creative from Cy and Trevor. That's our press team, Shay and Taji holding it down. And of course, you, like I said, we would not be here for our fourth episode without you. And of course, before I close things out completely, we have on episode five, coming to the podcast, it will be Yell. That's right. Let me say it again. Yell will be coming to the podcast I'm so excited for that conversation. There's some really cool moments in that Yale conversation. So go ahead and get ready for that one. If you're super excited about that Yale interview, just let us know because Yale is a phenomenal artist. So looking forward to that one, definitely big time. Now, as you already know, we're gonna keep the momentum going right here for the Golden Voice Podcast, episode five, if we come back with Yale. But until then, if you don't know by now, I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. This is the Golden Voice Podcast. And I'm out.